that's I'll what send I'm, out. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the little mic lines look good, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, welcome. Hello. Hello, Oshkelden. We're back. Yes, we are. Welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy. Um, That's right. Yeah. It's been an actual week since we've recorded. We're not. Yeah. Like an actual Way week has passed between episodes. procrastinate for us. Yes. Although. Stick it to the last minute. There's something about just finishing it and getting it uploaded and ready for that's the next true. day that's really nice. That's so. true. I don't particularly mind it. Anyhow, um, yeah, hope you guys are having a good week. Um, what was I going to say? I had something written down. Oh, I just wanted to say welcome to one of our new listeners because she reached out to us. Oh. On Twitter. Her name is Rita. R-I-D-A. Mm. But I'm guessing it's kind of like Rita. But if I'm wrong, please tell me just like. Liel did. Liel, yes. Liel I'm pretty sure week. it's Liel. <laughs> sorry. So sorry I called you Liel. What was I thinking? <laughs> if I had just looked at that for like two seconds longer, I, I would have I said, oh, almost Liel. corrected you, but I was like, I don't actually know uh-huh. if my version is more correct. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just not going to say anything. But she was so sweet and gracious. She's like, you're so cute trying to say my name. <laughs> I was like, oh. Well, like, we still – we. Like Nayara, her right. name is Yes, you need to roll the tongue. Yes. Roll your R and I cannot yes. do that. <laughs> so Kristen just So I just the, say it the way I the white way. Yes, I say it the white girl way. <laughs> so Rita, if I'm mispronouncing your name, just tell me. But she reached out to us on Twitter uh yesterday and said she said, Hey, I just started listening to your podcast recently and I love it. I wish I would have started it a bit sooner. Anyways, listening to listening is such a delight. All of the scenes that you both talk of play in my mind. EK is my happy place, and to hear about it makes me so happy, and it's so fun. So thank you so much for the podcast. It brings all the happy memories back. Aww. And then I chatted with her for a couple minutes, and I was like, I love that we're still like finding new listeners and yeah. early birds. Months and months after the show has ended. Yeah, that's just, so awesome. Yep. People are very sweet. Yeah. I was just telling people, because it's such an interesting <laughs> – the whole Turk Dizzy thing mm-hmm. and the EK fandom specifically, it's just such an interesting thing. Um, I guess, I, I won't say culturally. I mean, I guess it is its own cultural thing. Yeah. But I was just telling somebody mm-hmm. about how we get messages like that about the yes. podcast. How people are like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for doing <laughs> this. Because... It's such it's it's such a unique thing and it's mm-hmm. such its own little you know right uh what am I it's trying own, to say it's just its own tiny little corner of the fandom verse of anything like yeah like true crime is huge you know so it's like you turn anywhere right. you can find a true crime podcast you can find a true crime show yes true crime books you can find all of that um even with most like American TV shows, you're going to find Facebook right. groups and yes. things and like that. podcasts and everything. Right. Review podcasts and all of that. Yeah. But, but something like Turk Dizzy, mm-hmm. it's so specific. Yes. And yeah, people aren't really willing to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people are. Yes. Sure. But it tends to take a lot more for people to actually be willing to sit down. Yes. And watch something with subtitles. and On anyway. a weekly basis that's yeah. two to two and a half hours long. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely commitment so anyway yeah so i just thought that was really cool um and then on instagram not on the not on the dz instagram but one of my instagram accounts there is a girl we follow each other and 
she lives in Turkey. And the first time I had posted something about watching EK in my stories and she was like, oh, like, you know, Turk Deasy. And I was like, yeah. Um, I said, I'm like totally obsessed. And I kind of went on. She's like, well, she's like, she admitted, she's like, I've never actually watched EK. Mm. Um, which, you know, I wasn't super surprised because rom-coms aren't as big right. over there. But now we like chit chat back and forth a little bit. And it's fun because she is like, I like messaging with you because um, it helps my English get a little better. And she's like, maybe we can message in Turkish sometimes. And I was like, sure. I was like, I, I was like, my knowledge is very, very little like yeah. what I've learned in DZs, but I'm totally willing. Like, why the heck not? Yeah. Um, so that that's was, awesome. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. Like, even though she wasn't an EK watcher, she she recognized like I was watching a Turkish show and like we kind of met and messaged that way. So. Right. That's and, awesome. Yeah. So it was fun. Um, other than that, I think just question of the week, which I remembered to take screenshots of this time. Um, last week was a good one. <laughs> Ashley asked you guys basically, what would be your ideal <laughs> demise demise <for> of Yeet? <laughs> yes. Like if you could write his ending, his right off the show, what would it be? And on Twitter, uh, Moran wrote back. First of all, she wrote Gimpy McFaker with a bunch of laughing faces because that's what I called him last week. <laughs> and she just said for question of the week, coronavirus. <laughs> Which, please, please know, we're not trying to make light of the epidemic that no. is coronavirus. We're not laughing at that. But I just love that she was using Gosh, something. I hope nobody would yeah. assume that. No, not at all. But I just love that she was using something relevantly happening in our world right now (laughs) against one of our least favorite (laughs) fictional characters (sighs) and then of course she pointed out i was like dang you should be co-hosting this podcast because she said she always she always points out the parallels some of the i mean we pick up on some of them but there's Mm -hmm. a lot i miss like she said just you know when john came back they had that whole back and forth about like you know you you said go but i stayed yada yada right and she's like, it basically was a parallel almost exactly to episode nine. <gasps> mm. And I was like, yep, that's true. Aisha doing her callbacks to her yep. original episodes. So I just thought I'd point that out. And then somebody else on Twitter, Ramsha, wrote that basically she would she would wish him the worst diarrhea by eating food cooked by Sanem. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to die, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then Giselle brutal Giselle on Instagram she said he would have his face eaten off by rabid wolves (laughs) (laughs) and Liel actually replied to her and said OMG this is awful and Giselle said well I hate him with the energy of a thousand blazing suns (laughs) I love it (laughs) oh my gosh and then I liked, um, then Liel commented, and this is when she wrote, okay, first, I love it when you tried to pronounce my name. I think it's hilarious and adorable. (laughs) And then she said, it's very simple, Liel. (laughs) Then she said, as for Yidiot, when I watched the show, I always thought that John would eventually send him to prison for life, as we all know it didn't, but as we all know it didn't happen. So I guess this is the end I would imagine for him. And in a perfect world, he would be sharing his prison cell with Huma. Mm, Honestly, I can't imagine anything worse. And then, Seriously. 
it's true. And I said, um, yes, I liked that. I liked that comment. And then Dina said, evil me wants him to get in a car crash and actually end up in a wheelchair for life. Oh. After Son M finds the truth. Seems fitting. And I like that. Just very full circle. Yes. Because it's like, oh, well, yeah. Like, this is what you faked for so long. Well, now you have to actually That would be true justice for Mm -hmm. you. I'd be Ooh, all that's that. a good one, Dina. Yes, I think that's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Um, and then Dina said, also at this point in the series, this seems to be a good time to poll the listeners on whether people like Deviate's free hair or the man bun. Oh, <laughs> that's a good so, question. Tell us what you guys prefer. Do you prefer man bun John? Or as our friend Giselle says, do you prefer sexy pirate John? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or dirty sexy pirate, something like that. Yeah. Uh, that can be our question this week okay yeah all right i can postpone what i had all right for next yeah okay so our question of the week this week is which hairstyle do you prefer you uh all tamed man bun or Mm -hmm. wild man yeah (laughs) wild man wild lion mane yeah (laughs) that's a good one and then our last answer julia which i thought this was kind of a cool one too she said the ideal yeet comeuppance would allow full exposure of his wrongdoings and Huma's collaboration, along with some sort of heroism or detective work by characters who need a little extra redemption. Hmm. For example, if Layla and Emre were the ones who had exposed him, hmm. it would make them a lot more likable and then kind of be a win-win. True. So I was like, that's actually, that's, I, I can get behind that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would actually still like them any better, but yeah, it, we'd have to at least give them credit for yeah. like, exposing him okay you did one nice thing yes (laughs) have a cookie yes (laughs) so and then i was also going to tell you i think from here on out i loved how last week we just talked about all the layam stuff up front yeah let's just like mahale and layam basically were the same thing so if we just cover all that and then we don't have to visit it every time it comes up I'm down with that. I felt like there was a fair amount of skippable stuff there, this episode. There absolutely was. Yeah. I skipped around. I mean, partly confession, I had finished a book and it ended on an insane cliffhanger before the next one in the series. But I was like... You guys, oh. Kristen is not dedicated to this podcast. <laughs> I am. Listen. So instead of starting the next book right away, I was like, I better watch EK. So I sat down and I watched EK, but then when I was like, okay... There is all this Layem stuff, all this Mahale stuff. I was like, forget this. I'm fast forwarding through this. Oh my gosh. I mean, it still took me from like six in the evening to like 1030 at night to finish. Yeah. But um, I split it up into two days. That was smart. Yeah. That's what I should have done. And then yesterday I was like, crap, I still have, because I still have the maybe three quarters of it to watch yesterday. Oh, okay. So you just got to And I was right at the end of my book too. And I was like, oh no, I have to hurry up and watch this so that uh-huh. I can get back to my book. Uh-huh. But I did not skip anything <laughs> let the listeners be be told i did not fast forward a single Listen, second of this at show. least i here's the thing i almost was like hmm i wonder if Miriam's summaries are still oh I my just gosh watch the john m scenes because she cuts out like a good hour out of every episode oh yeah but i did not do that uh, so I just skipped the Mahale and the Lamb stuff and not even all of it. Sometimes I watched a couple minutes of it and I was like, okay, I remember what happens here. And then I fast forward. Yeah. And, and a lot of it was, yeah, it was no, the, this was this the, one plot. This was the out. one for you to skip. Yeah. So I we, agree. I mean, we can kind of, well, 
Yes, you should do the summary and the hashtag. And then we'll talk Layam and then lock that up in a box and put it away for the rest of the episode. Yeah. So our hashtag, which I didn't really think matched the episode, but it's fine, uh, was Delhi Gibi Ashiklar, which means madly in love. Hmm. It doesn't mm. like... Mm. Mm. Neither of you really still admitted that, so... No. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. It was very... And I thought maybe I scrolled to the wrong Instagram post. Yeah. But I double-checked. I did not. Okay. So, summary. And then, oh my gosh, you guys, I don't know if some... I don't know if Instagram just isn't doing as great of a job, but even I translated it on Instagram. Then I even copied and pasted it into Google Translate. Uh-huh. They were both like so unreadable. Oh. I, it was the weirdest thing. So you kind of made I did your own what up. I could. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there was a quote at the beginning though, and I'm wondering if this is like an actual quote from someone. They didn't credit a person, but they put it in quotation marks. Okay. It says, fire can burn everything but our memories. Oh. I thought maybe if someone knew where that quote was from, if it is an actual credited quote, let me know. Okay. Uh, anyways, this week we enter the Valley of Confrontation as John runs into the fire to save something that's clearly important to him. Sanem loses it when she sees him go in because she realizes it could mean actually losing him. Hmm. Again. Forever. These two clearly need to talk and clear the air. Uh, meanwhile, Emery is still trying to pretend life is just dandy while living unemployed and with his in-laws. A child gets lost in the forest. And will we finally see Yeet backed into a corner hmm. and forced to confess? Spoiler alert. Nope. No. <laughs> no, But it don't. did seem that way for a big portion of this episode. So. It really did. It really did. But <sighs> no. Anyways. No such so, luck. Yes. So the basic lame storyline for this episode mm-hmm. is surprise surprise they're lying they're liars <laughs> they are a pair of lying liars who lie yep and they finally get found out yes which um is, is great yep. actually i appreciated that they had a whole scene a whole embarrassing scene yes. of of emray getting found out and sitting in somebody else's desk Pretending um, it was his office after he just interviewed there and was hoping to get a job there. Like, yep, your lie was really worth you losing the possibility of being hired. Yeah, yep. And and um, what did I write? I I did take notes on that, but it's it like jumps around mm-hmm. throughout the entire episode. Um, darn it, man. Anyway. I can't find it. But basically, Niha and Mevkabe finally are like, hey, you keep not telling us what Emre actually does. Right. Just tell us the name of the company he works at. Yeah. And rather than just fessing up. Right then. Right then, which would have been the better option to finally say, listen, we haven't been honest with you guys. Mm-hmm. He doesn't actually have a job. Right. We were embarrassed. We were, you know. Right. You could still of, somewhat explain it. Yeah. But instead of doing that. Layla spits out some name of a company where their friend works, where Emery actually has a job interview. Mm-hmm. And Emery comes in and he hears and he's like, great, now you, what did you do that for? Mm-hmm. But they don't think anything is going to come of it. Right. Well, apparently Nihat and Mefkabe are still feeling guilty for accusing, <laughs> him, accusing of him of being a cheater. <laughs> so they're like, 
I don't know if he's still mad at us. We need to, let's, why don't we do something to make up, you know, make it up to him. Mm -hmm. So they decide to get him a present and to take it to him at work. Well, now they have a name for a building and a location and a job where he supposedly works. So what do you know? They show up to the job with a little gift and Emery tries to kind of steer them to a cafe, but they're insistent upon just having Chai in the uh, company building. Right. They want to see where he works. Sure. And again, rather than just telling them the truth, mm-hmm. he takes them up, somehow gets them tea. Yeah. <laughs> and because the the girl who got him the interview, you know, she has a meeting for an hour and so he knew she was going to be gone. Right. So he takes them up to her office and they pretend that Emery works there. And then they go home and finally, 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 everything comes out. Right. Because didn't she, she walks back in the office. She walks back in the office. While they're all and, hanging out in there. And she's yeah. like, Emery, what's She's up? like, what do you, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's like, finally, after. After being caught, that's right. what it took. He had right. to actually get caught in his lie. Shocking. <laughs> then finally he's like, Mom, Dad, I have something to tell you. So yeah. anyway. And then they have like – it's actually a sweet scene. I just was like, ugh, I hate that they love Emery more than John right now. Because, you know, he's like – he explains how he was embarrassed and all that. And he's like, I've never right. had a, I grew up without my dad around. And so like I love having a family like you guys. And, right. And they're like – you know, they're very like, oh, well, we love you like a, like Nihad even says, like, because of you, I have a son now. And, right, you know, it's a very sweet moment, but it was kind of like, mm, you let him off the hook a little too, too yeah. easily for that. And I think it's probably also because, you know, they had just accused him of cheating. Right. So, so they're going to take they're it a little easier. feeling especially guilty. It's just their, their relationship with Emery is really interesting mm-hmm. because, you know, during that scene when they're talking, um... I think Neha asks him, like, why would you, why wouldn't you tell us something like this? Right. And part of, part of me was like, why, why, why would you expect him to? You guys make it pretty clear that you don't like him all that much. Right. And you just accused him of cheating. Like, there's right. a lot of reasons. N- not that no, I'm, not, not you know, justifying, justifying mm-hmm. the lie that they both made up and have been going along with. Right. But part of me was also like, listen, you guys haven't always exactly yeah. been like emory we love you <laughs> so much they've Which been that get. way with john yeah. <laughs> yeah right but it was just funny i'm like honey yeah. like but why wouldn't you tell it's us and i'm like right. yeah that's exactly. why <laughs> but anyway. you guys have a you guys classically overreact to everything yeah so yeah that's so, the and then the, and then he ends up working with niha in the in the book hall yes, for a does. little bit yes. and it's terrible yeah so he's anyway. terrible at it yeah that's um, basically it so yeah that's Lam condensed yes so now we can talk about all the meat of the episode yeah so our opening scene i just wrote the fire the raw emotions the the valley of confrontation yeah creepy pyro dude hiding in the bushes and then john emerges from the flames with the, the scarf. scarf that yep. we have not seen in I don't know how many episodes now. Probably since Aisha left. No, we saw it. He had it on the boat, remember? Oh, duh. When he, quote, left. Yes, you're yes. right. We really, we and then he realized he had it. gazing at the scarf mm-hmm. and smelling it. And then he reads the book and then he uh, sabotages his own boat. You're right. So. But it had been a long time before that, Before right? then, yes. Okay. It had been a long time. You're right. Yeah. Only we, the audience, knew it existed at the time. 
Correct. Now, Sanem sees him holding that scarf when yep. he comes when out. When he comes okay. out, she does. It's like a little light bulb turns on yep. in her frantic, sad head. Yep. Um, And yeah, and it it's good because it's kind of a jumping point for her in other realizations throughout the episode. Yeah. Well, and later on, as they're kind of recovering after the fire department has come and mm-hmm. put out the fire, and I think Mary Bond says something like, John, all your stuff burns. Yeah. I'm really sorry. What are you going to do? And he says, no, it's fine. I got everything that was important. Yes. Yes, he did. (laughs) (laughs) So then, yeah, that even, that speaks even more volumes. I mean, if running into a burning building for a bandana didn't speak volumes, the fact that he basically made it clear he got the only important thing that mattered. Yep. Oh, I love it. So, yeah, everyone kind of tells him like they're happy he's okay and all of that. Sanem looks at his arm and like this is the first time I think she willingly grabs him or touches mm, him mm-hmm. since he's been back. And I think she, you're right. And she says, "Your arm is burnt." She's concerned, but he's like, "It's yeah. fine. It's nothing. Like, don't worry about it." But she is. <laughs> yeah. And she ends up going. She's mixing like an ointment. Yep. From all the stuff in her little greenhouse, and so she's in the kitchen at this point. The Disney music plays. Yeah. John appears in the kitchen and she yep. tends to his arm and there's yep. just all sorts of staring and stirring of ointments and feelings and. <laughs> well, and she, yeah, she's obviously flustered. Yes. Because she's she like, knows why he went back in there. Mm-hmm. And then later on, she's telling Layla? And Denise, I think. And Denise? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah. Basically, the reason she had been so upset is she thought Felt he forgotten. forgot about her. Yeah, and that him leaving was basically a sign that he just didn't care. Yeah. He'd com- forgotten her completely. All right, like stuff. she was so easy to leave. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But that is a very clear, you know. Sign. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very clear sign that he has not forgotten about nope. her at all. Nope. So, yeah, so she's flustered. And if and that just- wasn't a sign enough... The way he's staring at her in that scene. Oh my gosh. Girl, I wake I, up. I he feel like loves you. The tagline for all these episodes in the 40s from 40 to 46, 47 is the uh-huh. last one that Aisha did. Um should basically just be like John's eyes. Like, yeah. He's got those puppy dog eyes. Yes. When he's staring at her and it's like, uh-huh. oh man. He if uh, Yeah. Yep. So much staring. Yep. And it's just so good. It's so good. All of it. It's so good. So, yes. So they have this whole little back and forth. She's putting the ointment mm-hmm. on his arm. He's making comments um, and thanking her. And she's kind of like trying to – she's just kind of slathering it on and then trying to yeah. pull her hands back probably because she feels that spark. <laughs> yes. It, it's very it's very cute. It's very funny. But it's also like kind of intimate. And yeah. Very telling. Well, she's tending his wound. Yes, she is. <laughs> she's taking care of him. Yes. And it's clear that the that the ice has thawed a little bit between right. them because of this. Yes. I agree. Because of a life threatening situation. Because yeah. the fire literally had to melt it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So meanwhile on the other side of the property, Huma's still out cold. Oh, brother. And Aziz is like, yeah, it's fine. Because people are like, should we call an ambulance at this point? It's been a while. He's like, no, she'll wake up. And she starts to kind of stir awake. Yeah. She's like, Aziz. And she thinks that she's had a nightmare. 
And she talks about this nightmare and how she saw Mirabon in it. And then Mirabon actually appears. And <laughs> Mirabon. And I said, Mirabon's crazy is peeking its head above the surface. It sure is. But I'm here for it because it's oh, all directed man. at Huma. Me too. I loved it. Because I mean, she has no right. No. Huma has no right. She's on right. Mirabon's property. Yep. She has been divorced from this man for, for decades now. Yep. Has remarried herself. multiple times Mm -hmm. yep so and was on the hunt and prowl for a sugar daddy when she first even came back you know asking about polen's dad and all that crap so it's like who in the world do you think you are i know i mean that's just it's crazy that's also her character tagline i mean she pulls all this crap yes so but mirabon gives her a piece of her she does and she's like you're gonna get out of here mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna see you cross that threshold yep. ever again if you cross that line i dare you i dare you I she's like it. yelling i was like <laughs> oh my god like, your day is coming humanum uh-huh because <laughs> she starts off like you look so beautiful look let me the, see your yeah, hand look at manicure. your hand well because she accuses her of setting the fire yes yes and Huma's all you know affronted and Uh she's all insulted that she would dare to say that and she's like no i know you i know how much you hate me Mm -hmm. but don't forget that i know you yep and oh man it's so so good good. it's and it escalates and all of that and i love it though because when she says her final piece to her Mm -hmm. then she just turns to everybody else and she's like oh i'm sorry i made you guys uncomfortable good night (laughs) and then like toddles on into her house and then you just hear all this like glass breaking and things (laughs) being thrown and nihat and mefka are kind of like looking at us he's like should you go check on her and calm her down and he's like no it's better that the monster stays contained inside for now like it's better for everybody yeah like he just like john with sonem's in sonemity he's like no mirabon's just gotta do her crazy thing we'll just leave her to it she needs to just calm down on her own it's better for humanity if she stays inside (laughs) (laughs) so good so then we get some more john m screen time yes he asked oh my because he's like can't she hands him the ointment and she's like he's like can you apply it i can't (laughs) like it okay you're he's totally trolling her totally because it's like (laughs) even if you had two working arms you still would only need one hand to actually apply it the his 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 helplessness in this situation i think the reason it makes me laugh so much too is because that is, is that something so, your husband would oh do? Because it's something my, my husband gosh. would do too. Eric would 100% pull that. Yep. He would, he'll do this. Honey, he'll can you come do up, it? Oh my gosh. Or he'll come up to me, he'll be like, oh, my my back hurts. You, <laughs> can you rub my back for me? And I'm like, you're fine. <laughs> so he would absolutely do that. Can you do it? You'll be able to do it better than I will. Oh, that is Jason's favorite line. But it's so much better when you do it. <laughs> you do it so well. Freaking men. I know. Oh my gosh. So stinking freaking John. Is doing- <laughs> Even John's not immune. Even our magnanimous. <laughs> 
testosterone filled <laughs> caveman is not immune to but she does it he gets her he gets her to do it yes she does and then she's like, i mean come on i would i i do it for my freaking husband and i would totally do it for john yep. i'd be like oh okay. he wouldn't even have to ask i'd just be like you know what your arms hurt let me do this for you <laughs> Let me help you. Let me help you. Help me help you. <laughs> so yeah, so oh, he's like slathering so it on his little burn. Funny. And then he he says something about the scent of it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you smell the honey. I've made it myself. There's aloe vera. Yeah. She's kind of just like blabbering. Yeah. She's because she's, just, she's all yeah. nervous. She's and, so nervous. So yeah. She's talking about how it's – how this concoction's called Egyptian immortality. All that, like she's, she's like giving him the history the of aloe vera, history of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the aloe vera plant, the whole Wikipedia and, page of uh-huh. aloe vera. And he's just like looking at her, like it is the most interesting thing he has ever heard in his entire life, and he's yes. completely engrossed in learning about where aloe vera came from <laughs> and the fact that Cleopatra <laughs> used it. So, yeah. yeah, then, and I just wrote in all caps, the way he watches her. Yes. And then more Disney. That staring moment. More oh, Disney man. music. And, yep. of course, she concerns herself with where he's staying. Yeah. his hut has burned down. She's like, well, you know, your dad's just staying right across the way. You should probably just stay with him since it's only temporary. Yes. So she's purposely putting him in closer proximity to herself. Yep. yep. And we love it. And then John says, have you seen Yeet? So he, yes. I liked that he brought that up and and made her yep. aware of the yep. fact that he was nowhere, nowhere to, be found to be found when that dude fire. is constantly yeah. on her like white on rice. Yep. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, I don't know, mm-hmm. but he mentioned it. So good. So and then at the pier. Yeah. So the brothers have a little chat mm-hmm. about Yeet's guilt and arson, <laughs> and the fact that um. Yeah, the fact that he's guilty, yep. officially, like, if that weren't a bigger sign, then I don't know what is. So now he's, like, gimpy arsonist McFaker. Like, yeah. his name is just adding all <laughs> Yeah. Yep. adding all kinds of titles. Yeah. So John basically says, my issue is I'm going to prove to Sanem mm-hmm. that I didn't burn that notebook. That's, like, all he wants. That's he doesn't all he even wants. care if they're never going to be together. I mean, he cares if they're never going to be together again. But, yeah. like... He's just like, I just need her to know that I did not actually ruin that that thing that meant so much to her. Like, yep. I did not do it. And I need her to know that whether we're never, never together again, mm-hmm. whether she doesn't want to see me again, I need her to know and believe that I yep. didn't do it. Yep. And um, he says he doesn't have any other expectations anyway. Yeah. Because she, bar- she burned all the bridges mm-hmm. by not trusting him. So Emery's trying to convince him because he's like, okay, but we don't have any evidence. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do if we don't have evidence? It's just an empty hard disk. And so John's like, we're going to force him to confess yeah. by making him anxious. He doesn't know that there's nothing on there. Right. So we're going to put the pressure on him and make him nervous. Mm-hmm. And then he will spill it himself. Yes. So that's the plan for that. Yep. And then, of course, self-serving Emery is like, oh, yeah. Have you finished the book? Have you finished the book? Not because he's concerned and wants him to know how much Sanem loves him. No. But because once you read about all the terrible things I did, you're going to hate me. Yep. But John's like, listen, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. Yada, yada. Yeah. 
And then this is the he didn't forget me conversation you sort of mentioned. Yes. Where she's sitting on the couch between Layla and Denise. They're kind of giving her conflicting advice because yeah. Denise is like, well, ta- have you talked to him? Like, go talk to him about this. And Layla's yeah. basically like, no, Telling he left you for a year. Avoid him. Yeah. yeah. So, but even in the midst of their conflicting advice on him, it's just kind of sitting there all dreamy eyed, like, but he didn't forget me. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she's not really hearing either one of them. Nope. It's very cute. Um, and, so and, now we ugh. have the dim-witted duo. Yes, that's such a good name for them. Ugh, because <laughs> Yeet, does Yeet call Huma? I don't, it wasn't clear. They're just on the phone. Okay. So they're suddenly on the phone. They're suddenly just <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this was interesting because of what Yeet says. Mm-hmm. How he's like, my life is out of control now mm-hmm. because of one moment of weakness. Right. Because of when he burned the notebook. Uh-huh. And I'm like, listen, boy. Yeah, that wasn't a moment of weakness. And even if it was, that this isn't because of one situation. Nope. You also chose to lie about your injury. Yep. So when you were given the choice. And you chose to continue uh-huh. for a year. For a year. To carry a cane yep. and fake it yep. and lie and continue to lie that you have this injury. That's not one moment of weakness. No. So whatever. No, it is not. But basically Huma is like, okay, well, I'll go to the neighbor if it's right. their security system and I'll destroy the originals. And Yeah. So she's still happily working against her son. Yeah. She's still an accomplice yep. to this evil dude. Yep. Yet can't figure out why her kids are just never around her. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But, yep, she's willing to screw her own son over again. Yep. And then <laughs> we have a very obvious <laughs> recon for a razor. Yes. Which, hey, I'm, you know, I love a Venus razor. It's what I have in my shower right I now. I know. But, yes, it was just a that goofy little. That was really funny. It was, well, what was funny, too, is like. There was nothing wrong with what Layla was wearing. I actually liked that outfit better than the one she put on after using the I know, razor. I know. So, anyways. So, there's but that. they had to get the product placement. But they had in. to get the product placement. <laughs> so, then we have a somewhat pensive looking John. He's yeah. sitting out in the little couch that's outside. He's staring at the moon. More knots. More he's, sailor's knots. Yes. He's making more sailor's knots. He's sniffing the bandana mm-hmm. again. And... Go ahead. Sorry. Because it's like nighttime Uh and you can see the moon Uh and his hair is all crazy. Uh Like I half expected him to To howl. howl. (laughs) Werewolf John. Yes. Imagine him as the hero in a shifter romance novel. (laughs) Half man, half werewolf. I mean, he just something about it. I was like, because he's sniffing the scarf. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's a freaking he's animal. Sniffing his mate, <laughs> his faded mate. <laughs> he's an animal. If there are any authors listening, oh man, we just gave you a great um, starting point for your next book. <laughs> so, so yeah, and then he kind of heads over to the ledge of the balcony or wherever he's at Mm -hmm. um and sees son m Mm -hmm. because she's heading out she's got like chai or something Mm and um, probably not chai because she doesn't drink tea anymore okay well she has something hot to drink (laughs) excuse me Kristen. (laughs) well i'm just reminding everybody it's true it's true (laughs) because it's such a symbolic drink Mm -hmm. um 
But she has a whole setup going. Yes. And she starts to write again. Yep. When an episode ago. She couldn't write. She could not write. Yep. But John comes and her inner voice comes back Mm -hmm. and suddenly she can write. Yep. And I love it because, yeah, because it obviously is stemming from the fact that she knows he kept her close to him while he was gone. Yeah. And all of a sudden she's inspired and he sees it and he's just kind of smiling, like happy to know she's writing again. Yep. It's lovely. And then Huma's in the Mahale because like, I guess she's friends with Mevkabe and Nihat now just because their guess. kids are married. Do you want Do you want me to read what she wrote though? Because I have what she wrote. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. So Sorry, real up. quick. Yep. Just because it's, it's no, reflective right. of what's happening in the show. I didn't screenshot it because I was watching on Turk Flick and their translations oh, okay. were terrible. So yeah. it wasn't cute and pretty, but I knew it was supposed to be something very pretty in there. Okay. So go so for it. So what she says <laughs> is, I have no hope for the future. That's why I'm holding on to my beautiful memories from the past. I say, I was in love once. I lived the most beautiful love story in the world. I did, and now it's over. And while he was, and while he was traveling the world, he didn't forget me as well. Mm. I suppose I was stuck in his mind somehow. Even if we don't have a future, at least we had a past. And this is my only solace. So it's kind of like the whole, don't cry because it's over. Be happy because because it it happened. happened. Yeah. Yeah. So she's obviously feeling optimistic, which is good. And that's... We're, I feel like we're a few steps right. forward from where we were yes. the last episode. I agree. So. You're totally right. Anyway, now Huma is bothering Ugh. the yes. Iden. So she's basically just over there freaking out about the fact that Mirhaban is back. All this, like, honestly. It felt very pointless to me. It was. And after about 20 seconds of it, I fast forwarded because she's just whining to them. That's all it was. Okay. She's only whining. Nothing significant right. was actually happening. And she's just trying to share, quote, friendly concerns. Yeah. Because I, I think it gets to a point where she's trying to be like, yeah. And, you know, because of that, it's putting John and Sun M in such p- close proximity to each other. Exactly. But and I love I, that even Mirabon's like, oh, now you're Mev-Kabe. concerned about. Yes. Thank you. Mevkabe. Is like, oh, so you're concerned about Sun M's well-being now? Right. Okay. Like, well, and uh, Mevkabe basically ends up saying, I don't care and I'm not going to be getting involved yeah. in this. And so Huma's like, fine. And right. she Which leaves. is a shock for Mevkabe, but yeah. good job. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and then. Oh, my gosh. The best scene in this episode. So well, we get the first <sighs> time with this new music, not the yes, Disney music. Not the Disney music. The dream music is what oh I'm now calling gosh. it. I love it so much. So, you guys, oh, this scene, this music, this music becomes very symbolic yes, as it well. Does. So, it plays one other time after this in this episode. Yes, and just in in lots of other. Yes, in the show. Yeah, in the next in the future episodes, it plays as well at pivotal moments. Yes. Um, but you guys, I mean, I know we probably don't even have to describe the stream to you because you all probably have it tattooed on your little hearts. Here, but let me see. It's oh, it's not in there. It's the loveliest. Ashley's so gonna nice. try to find the music. I know. Um, I'm hoping I can get um, just a preview. The t- it's it's just oh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Umut, which is interesting. Yeah, but it's Arkenji Kush. It's just it's the, just like uh, it was specifically was made for the exactly show. yeah. Um, but yeah, so this lovely music is playing, and. There is just this beautiful canopy bed in the middle of a field, mm-hmm. and 
There is John and Sun M and Oh, you got it. I love the street stick so much. You guys. This song. <laughs> I want this music to just play in my life when right? wonderful things are about <laughs> to happen. Can't you just picture it, you guys? <laughs> Ugh. Oh, oh, it's so good. Okay, so good. This is the music. That music. So yes, that music is playing. <gasps> wow. John is woken up by their three children uh-huh. because they want, and they're napping in, in a beautiful oh, field. This yes. is the field scene that we deserve. I agree. Not Yidiot and Sun M. Well, yeah, Yidiot painting or painting whatever. whatever you're doing yeah <laughs> this so this scene <gasps> these kids are like baba wake up mm-hmm. and he's like okay be quiet careful not to wake your mom and he's like looking over at his sleeping wife yep who is son M. yep and he's just looking at her so lovingly and tenderly and he's like okay don't wake mom up what's up and they're like we're hungry we want breakfast we want your crepes uh-huh and he's like "Ooh, okay i'll make you my crepes with my special chocolate drizzle and she's like oh mom's gonna be mad because chocolate's not healthy and he's like nobody can resist my crepes and i'm like well ain't that the truth nobody can resist your crepes john bay <laughs> and it's cute because he scoops a couple of them up yeah Ugh. they like trot off to go make breakfast and yep it's so good and then it fades and we realize this is not sun m's dream uh-huh. it's john's it's john's dream. dream which makes sense because sun m was asleep during the whole thing of course but it's significant yes because of the fact that there are three there kids. are three kids and it's two oh shoot two boys and a two girl? two uh, girls and a boy now i don't remember we <gasps> should remember we watched we're terrible fans times. sorry guys um I want to say it's two boys and a girl. I want to say, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. But either way, it's 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 the right number of kids and the correct gen- the correct genders that Sanem had yes. imagined. Yep, in her mind, the visions she was having, the dreams she was having. But yet, John doesn't know any of that yet because they haven't discussed it, and he hasn't finished her book. So yep. because it's brought up in the book, but not till the end. So. Then it's kind of like this, oh, shoot, kind of a big reveal. Like, he's having the same dreams and visions that she is. Yep. And we love it. Mm-hmm. So John wakes up, and he kind of hears noises and kids, and he sees that it's kind of like story time, group time with Sonam and the kids. She clearly volunteers with a group of local kit children. Yeah. Um, helps with their homework, maybe tutors them, tells them stories. And she, um, they're kind of having a discussion about um, the birds in her books and the valleys they face. And one of the yes. kids winds up asking her, like, well, what's your biggest fear? Because she talks about how these birds all have to face their fears to get to the next place. Yes. And she says that her fear is loneliness. Mm-hmm. And it's cute because one of the little girls is like, but you're not alone. You have us. And it's really cute. Um, and Two girls and a boy. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So I was totally wrong. Um. I won't forget that now. <laughs> now that we just admitted to all the fans that uh, we didn't even know. <laughs> hey, we knew three kids, okay? We knew three kids, and we weren't focused on the kids. We were focused on John and Zanem. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so John kind of gets a little peek on story time, 
And, um, yeah. So she basically says goodbye to the kids. Story time's over. Their parents are coming to pick them up. But she's like, I'll see you guys next time. So it's like, yeah. clearly this is a regular thing that happens. Right. I think they're all neighborhood kids. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I don't know. They must spend time with her. Yes. So. <laughs> um. So then I actually really liked this, even though I was like, oh, Baloo, you don't know. But because Baloo walks up to her mm, and he had like yes. stuff ready for the garden. He scares her at first, I think. Yeah. Everybody scares her. Yeah. Because right she's, she's just, her mind is constantly probably on John. Yeah. She's <laughs> super distracted. So he's like, oh, I just want to let you know I picked this stuff from the garden. I can take it to, you know, the bazaar or whatever. Yes. And he says, um, Sonam, I've noticed that you've been different since John is back. Yeah. So if that guy's bothering you in any way, you tell me and I'll take yes. care of it. Like he's basically big brothering her. Yeah, it's very he sweet. Is. It's he's, really sweet. Because he's not doing it in a gross like yeet way. No. He's honestly just concerned for her well-being because yep. he notices that she's been off and yep. more jumpy and yep. that sort of thing. And so, yeah, and he knows that the last year has been hard for her. And yeah. so I kind of love it that he kind of offers to like. I know. Me too. I totally do as well. It's so – it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. He's obviously a good friend. Yes, he really so. is. And they, they have a funny little exchange because yeah, she's, she's like, like, I just need you for your muscles anyway. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> it's cute. So, so. then she's uh, in the garden and – And John sneaks up on her. John sneaks up on her and he says, you made a handsome scarecrow yeah. out of me. Because if you guys remember, they have the scarecrow with John's – with. His cut Man out. Man bun, John. Uh-huh. John's face on it. Yeah. And he kind of makes a joke like, shouldn't you update it? Because I'm a little more wild looking now. I yes. look more like a scarecrow With now. With his hair. Yeah. With his hair. And she gets all distracted and Twitter painted. And yeah. And like just starts watering the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> With the hose. And- yeah. Oh, it's kind of funny. And that's kind of that. Yeah. So then we flash over to um, Miraban and Aziz. Mm-hmm. And apparently Aziz waited all night. <laughs> <laughs> for her he just kind of slept on her little outside yeah, like couch, or something. couch or something yeah. yeah and so she comes out and you know she's made breakfast yes. and she wakes him up and she's like you waited out here all night for me and she basically asks him like okay so you've seen my crazy side are you okay with this mm-hmm. and he's like of course i love every side of you and i can be crazy with you yeah which i thought was really cute. i loved it and yeah, so they go and have breakfast and they kind of have a discussion about how John is like a young version of Aziz and that Sanem is like a young version of Mirhaban. Mm-hmm. And again, we kind of got that parallel a little bit last episode and it's just further confirmed that, you know, they don't want them to make the same mistakes they did. Like they get let 40 years pass between um, whatever thing tore them apart yep. that in hindsight, wasn't important. Right. <laughs> and, right. you know, and I just, I love it because they're just, they're concerned for the kids and they just don't want to see them. They don't want to see them do what they did. Yeah. So we know we're in for some more um, intervention. Yes. <laughs> At least from Baba Aziz. Yep. Oh, yeah. Plenty of interference. Yes. Interfere. Yes. Interfering Aziz. So, yes. So, John goes now and buys another orange disc. Yep. In his fishing vest, apparently. (laughs) I was like, oh, going off for a fishing trip, (laughs) Jaffe? You're right. But, yeah, he buys an identical drive because the other other blank one got uh, destroyed in the fire. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, because, um, yes, because then right after this, 
lucky idiot shows up unannounced again. Yep. Pretends not to know anything of what happened the night before. Yeah. She's like, where were you last night? And he's like, why? What happened? And she tells him what happened. There was a fire. Oh, Oh. is John okay? Uh I was like, like, you care. Exactly. And Sanem not even a good says, liar. Yes, he is. He only had a burn on his arm because he ran back in for something very important yep. to him. And he's like, "Oh, what did he run back in for?" Because obviously, panic. Uh-huh. Because he doesn't want to be found out. Right. And she's like, "Oh, I don't want to talk about it right now." Right. Or like, "I'm, I'm a little distracted right yeah, now. She Let's not talk about and she it." She doesn't want to share that intimate detail with he. Yeah. Which is good because yep. now he thinks that he ran back in for the memory card. Yep. So, so I said, sweat boy. That's right. <laughs> so then on his way, on his way back from buying that memory card, John runs into Jeanne. Yep. The little boy. The little boy. Wants to travel the world. Yes. He's looking at maps and he says he's going to live on a ship when he's older. Yeah. And so of course he and John kind of bond over traveling and he's like, well, where do you want to go? And this is where you should start. And. You know, they're just kind of having a little bonding time over it. There was a funny little thing that Uh John Ayer said to him. What did he say? Uh, Because when he goes up to him, he's like, he's like, you're the guy who's traveled all the seas, right? And he's like, he's like, well, I guess you could put it that way. Mm -hmm. Sure. And he's like, yeah, all the kids in the neighborhood were talking about it. You were so busy traveling. That's why you didn't have time to cut your hair. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. I was oh like, <laughs> little, little dig in there. That's funny. Yeah. So, um, and I thought that's like such a very child-like it, thing to it say. It totally is. Yeah. Like, yeah, we figured that must be the problem. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So they chat about traveling and the places he can go. And John kind of says like, yeah, you know, you would start out over here because just through that forest is a port where all the boats and ships are. And yes. That kind of thing. Because John, I think, is just excited that he has something to like talk about with this kid. Because sure. they both. Clearly, he, he's he got wanderlust. John has always been a traveler. Right. So it's like a sweet little moment. Yeah. Um, but it comes back to bite him later. Yeah. So um, meanwhile, there's a Fikuharika meeting. Mm-hmm. M kind of tells – she shows up and tells them, like, I've started writing again. Yes. And so they're all excited Everybody's for her. happy for her. Yep. John happens to walk up at that time. So Duren's like, John, Sanem's writing again. And uh-huh. he congratulates her and tells her he's happy that she is. And I love it because Aziz is like, oh, well, I have to go. I've got things to do. Mirabon's waiting on me. So, John, you can take my place, right? And I love it because interviewing Aziz strikes again. Yes. And he kind of is like, JJ. And like. <laughs> follow me and, he, and so jj kind of walks him halfway to where he's going and aziz is like don't let john and sanam away from each other keep them near each other and yeah like, okay so then jj relays that message to duren and they're all in on it and they're all in on it and then so. aziz hums from west side story <laughs> yes. i was like of all the things it's this song it's america <laughs> where is it <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because last week we got his bum 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 bum. Yes, which I was able to use that clip last night. You guys, <laughs> Ashley was texting me something that she was guessing about what was going to happen in this book. She's this reading. is it. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that's what Aziz so started funny. humming in like, this episode. He's humming America <laughs> from West Side Story. <laughs> 
So random. So funny. Oh, man. But yeah, his little humming from last week, I saved that tiny little video clip. And so Ashley was guessing something that happened in a book she was reading last night. And I was like, oh, I can finally use this. So I texted it to her and I wrote, bum, 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 bum. (laughs) But I don't know how applicable that little hum I know, because he was talking about their project, their yeah. Kikriharika project, and he <laughs> just starts, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> so funny. Anyway. Anyways. So funny. Um, um, so, where are we at? Where are we so at? So he leaves, he puts Duran and JJ in charge of keeping John M. close to each other, and then, of course, Yidiot walks up, because what the heck does he have to do with a Kikriharika meeting, but he's just always there. Yep. So he walks up, and... So as as John and Sonem are working on something on the computer, John pulls out the orange disc just for fun, uh-huh. sets it on the table, like see, let's see how much we can make him sweat. Uh-huh. So he taunts him with it and uh-huh. he's like got that oh crap look in his eyes. Totally. So then um Yeah, and he's like, Oh, yeah, I'll help you guys in a minute. I just need to watch something really quick. Uh-huh. I love it. So yeah. Yeet's all concerned. Duran and JJ are like, oh, we have somewhere to be because they want to just leave John and Son Emily yeah. working. Uh-huh. So Doren's walking and she happens to pass by a shirtless Balut who's working in the garden. Yeah. And I love it because he looks at her and he's like, um, are you unable to walk without high heels? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, whatever, country boy. Anyways, can you drive me somewhere, please? <laughs> so he winds up driving her somewhere. Yeah. And... But before we get well, there, well, because she needs she needs his muscle. That's right for this tri- for this she needs little his job muscle for yes. wherever she's going, and she needs him to give her a ride. Yeah, and then the little I started calling them the three musketeers because JJ Muzo and Denise have a whole their whole storyline for this first half of the episode is they're doing stuff with the hardware store. Yes, I called them something, and now I can't find it, but we'll get there. I I called, I started calling them something, too, and now I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Um. So, put a pin in the whole Duran and Balut thing. John's back working on agency stuff for, with Sun M. They're, like, mm-hmm. looking at pictures and trying to put together the booklet thing that they're making for the foundation that she's being honored by. Yeah, they've got to pick a picture for her booklet, for her yes. portion. Yes. yes. So they're starting to do that, and um, but Yeet's just kind of like following along with them. Or no, I'm sorry. That's when he says, you mentioned where he's like, oh, I'll help you in a minute. I got to go watch something. Yes. And he heads inside. And he heads inside. Yeet follows him. Yep. And he's like, John, can we talk before you watch that? And he, it's like, John's like, why? What do you have to say to me? Yep. But then JJ interrupts, and you're like, dang it, because we could yeah. probably could have gotten a confession right then. But JJ interrupts because... He doesn't want John and Sonam separated. So he's like, Sonam needs your help. We need the computer. We need you to come. (laughs) Yeah. So I can appreciate what JJ's doing. It was just terrible timing. Right. So then he calls Huma and because John now walks off with JJ. Yes, because he's panicking. He's freaking out. He's like, he's about to watch it. Yes. You're supposed he to be went helping back me. He said you're going to take care of it. Yes. And she's like, I am. She's in a cab. So she's clearly headed to the property to figure this crap out. Um, and that's kind of it, right? Because she basically is like, you need to chill out. Like, I'm taking care of this. I said I would. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of, you know, they're on the same team, but there's, there's some dissension happening. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, so then we're back, um, mm-hmm. and 
JJ is literally pushing uh-huh. John and Son M together. I said, JJ's pushing John M together. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the one where like when he's like pushing their head? Yes. And it, yeah. and it says, and then there someone made a meme and it says like, now kiss or something like that. <laughs> it's like a freeze frame of him holding their heads. Yeah. It's perfect. Because he grabs their heads and yes. he smushes them together. <laughs> and he's like, okay, work on this. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's when John tells her, like, I'm really glad you're writing again. And she's yeah. like, well, I got inspired when everyone got back together. And he's like, oh, everybody? And she's like, yeah, Duran, um, Balut. And she's like listing everybody. Everybody. Muzo. JJ. JJ. She's like listing. Even Denise. Yes. She's listing everyone but John. Yeah. But there's still cute glances and little shy smiles between them. Yeah. Because it's all in what she's not saying. Yep. And so we flash back over to Duran, mm-hmm. and she is going to take care of business because if you remember last episode, she figured out that one of the people buying Sun M's creams mm-hmm. in very large basically wholesale Quantities. amounts mm-hmm. yeah uh doesn't but who does not have permission right. is reselling them yep. and she goes in and she, and she has she asks balut to come with her yes but balut is like i don't know why you have me with you well like, i <laughs> she's kind of demanding because she's direct oh yeah so she's like you need to come in and you're going to protect me at all costs. Yeah. She's basically telling him, like, you're going to use your muscles to provide backup for me and all of that. And that's when he's like, listen, you want to take care of this? Take care of this yourself. Yeah. Like, I'm staying out here. And he does. And she basically is like, you coward. But she storms in anyways. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and and she, she just starts putting the creams in her bag. Yeah, she whips out this, like, reusable bag and starts sweeping all the creams in. Yeah. The girl's like, can I help you? She's like, no, no. thank you. <laughs> oh, I love she's it. She's like, what are you doing? You're robbing me in daylight. Yep. And she's like, this, these are not yours. Mm-hmm. She, like, starts to tell her These are her my off. friends, son M. Yes. You are just... She's like, I give you credit. You put them in different jars with a new label, but this is not. See, I thought she said you could have at least put them in new, different jars oh. with new labels. That's what I thought my okay. translation well, was. Well, you probably are right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because um, mine like, was like. Like oh. you didn't even bother to put them in new oh, creams. Okay. okay. And in new jars with new labels. Yes. Okay. So then Balut hears the commotion. Yes. And then he comes in. And he. And I love it because he actually does provide backup. And he sounds like he tells her like. Listen, because at first, um, what's that girl's name? Jaren, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, Jaren. Like, because she's like, oh, you're here, Baloo. Because he usually does her deliveries. Yes. So she's happy. It's him. Like, get this woman out of here. And he's like. Yeah, help me. She's stealing. And Jaren's like, look, hands him the jar. He sniffs it and is like, listen, these are, this is the cream I deliver to you every week. Like, you don't actually have the legal permission to be doing this. So if you don't stop selling it right now, like, we're going to sue you. Yeah. He's like, these are patented and you're not allowed to sell them. Right. Yeah. So she's like, both of you get out, you know, Mm -hmm. all that. So they they leave with the creams and stuff. Yeah. And they come out of the store. And I love it because Balut looks at her and he says, um, he's like, see, my brain works just as well as my muscles. (laughs) Because he used his smarts. He didn't just, like, come in all like a brute. Right. But I love it. So Duran's like, hmm, maybe we should go get some coffee together. <laughs> is there a cafe around here? And Balut's like, oh, yeah, there's a little coffee shop down the way. And he's kind of like, oh, wait, because, like, you're a city girl. And he's like, you probably meant somewhere that has a macchiato, didn't yeah. you? And she's like. He's like, the village tea house should be na- nearby. <laughs> and she's like, oh. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, you wanted a place with macchiatos. And she's like, well, do they at least have drip coffee? 
Duran too much. But I love it because Balut's like, he's not a jerk, but he's just like, listen. Yeah. I'm not going to bend over backwards for your attention. I am who I am. Like, yep. So I love it. It's great. Yeah. So then I'll be honest, I kind of fast forwarded through this next part because Muzo is basically just trying to sell his slogan idea to this hardware store guy. Yeah. He, he tries to. He's successful. And then the guy thanks them later, yeah. but only pays them 100 uh, lira. Right. For the job, because yeah. Muzo basically is like, let me do the job for you. You can pay however much you, you want. Think it's worth, right? Yeah. And then the guy's making all this money because of the ad, and he only gives them 100 Turkish yeah, lira. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> so that's that. That's, so that's that. all of, like, Muzo's storyline for that portion. So then we have, we're back doing, taking care of more agency stuff. John's about to, quote, watch this video. Yes, again. Again. But again, they're interrupted. Because John Air, the kid he bonded with earlier. Is missing. Is missing. And his mom is he's frantic. run away for yes. the millionth time. Yeah. <laughs> he's constantly running away. Yeah. And so everyone's freaking out. So they basically decide to form search parties because John's like, you know, I might actually know where he's headed. I saw him earlier. We talked about how he wants to travel and I told him about this port that's on the other side of the forest. So I think we should we should um, split up into teams and go look for him in the forest. Yeah. So search parties for him and I love it because Sanem's like, oh, yeah, you can't come because of your foot. <laughs> so you can't help. <laughs> so John's like, Sanem, come, come search with me. And she's like, and she's like nope. <laughs> She's like, I know the forest so well. I'll go go by myself. Which, if you guys recall, (laughs) we've had two other episodes where Sanem has had to navigate the forest in episode eight, I believe it is, or nine. Uh, Eight or nine. I think, yeah. When she goes searching for him after the whole photography thing blows up in his face and he's all sad and upset. So he goes camping in the forest. I think that was actually seven. Oh really? Yeah, it wasn't very. It wasn't very far. It might have oh. even been six, six or seven. It okay. was like pretty, pretty early on. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah. She and then when when um Fabry they're doing that. yes for <laughs> um compass sport yes and they do that competition <laughs> she gets lost <laughs> but sometimes like I know the forest, I know the forest. so forest. well I'm gonna look for him by myself by myself but. Thank the Lord, John Bay knows better. So he yeah. just he keeps a close trail behind her so that she thinks she's on her own. Yes. And it's funny because of course she doesn't know what the heck she's doing. And she's like, Why didn't I just go with John? What was I thinking? Like my pride. Yeah. But they he winds up running into her. And now, she, meanwhile, this whole searching thing, we're like because we're cutting back and forth a mm-hmm. lot during this whole thing. So we see JJ and Muzo being ridiculous searching. Yes. They're walking in circles. They head to town where right. they run into Duran and Baloo yeah. because she was trying to search in her heels. Yeah. And Baloo's like, you need boots. And Duran's like, those are so ugly. <laughs> I haven't worn flats since I was 13 years old. <laughs> I can't walk in them. <laughs> but they finally get her in the boots. Yes. And then. So those two pair off to go search. Those two pair off, yes. So it's like all this just weird yes. stuff as they're searching for this kid. Yes. Which is like a very unserious search. Yes. For how <laughs> for, serious for of a, a problem it actually child. is. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So John and Zanem are the only ones who are really searching. Yes. And John spots the map that he John Air had on him earlier. Yes. And he's like, there's his map, Zanem. 
And then the dream music starts playing. Yeah, because... Because Sanem lets it slip. Because she's like, oh my gosh, this poor woman's been taking care of Jhonnyar all on her own. All by herself, yeah. And she's like, and that's only one kid. What was I thinking wanting three kids? I've been yes. thinking about three of them. And John is like, what did you just say? Yeah. How many kids? Yep. Because obviously he realizes, he flashes back to his dream where they had three kids together. Uh-huh. And it sucks because it should be like this wow, aha moment. And Sonam's like, oh, have you finished my book? Yes. And he just kind of stands there silently and she's like, well, that's why you don't know what I'm talking about. And kind of is like figures and kind of storms off. Yep. Because clearly it's like, yeah, you didn't forget me, but I don't matter enough to you that you're going to read my book that's basically – Everything that's inside of me, right. all the words I had. Right. So. And if you had read the book, you would have already known about the three kids. Right. Yeah. You would know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So then Duran and Baloo again have a goofy little moment because she wants to start a campaign on social media, which is actually probably what they should have done to look for a missing kid to get it, it to get as many people looking for him as possible. Right. But Baloo's basically like, your answer is always technology, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Again, just highlighting their differences. He's a yes. country boy. She's a city girl. They're just opposites. Yes. They're total opposites. Um, and then John and Sonam. Well, him. yeah. And one one little thing, mm-hmm. because after they find oh, him, uh-huh. after they find him, um, John's all impressed with John Air's setup. Yes. Because he's like got his tent. He gathered like, water. He yes. gathered fruit. He had food. He had edible food from yes. the forest. He got water from a fresh water source. Yeah. He had a tent. He's got his map. He's got everything. Yes. So he's like all set up. Uh-huh. <laughs> and John's like, were you a scout? This is impressive. And Sunem's like, not now, John. <laughs> Like maybe, maybe not right at this moment. Yeah, maybe let's not applaud him for running away. Yeah. But what I forgot, I'm sorry. At the after Duran and Balut are arguing, he throws it in he throws it out there and he's like, Well, I bet you just go home and tell your boyfriend all about oh. your campaigning ideas, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> so he's totally fishing to see if she has yes. a boyfriend or not, which she does not, which she shares. Yeah. So, anyways, that's that. So, well, and she makes sure to point out that she's single by choice. By choice, yes. <laughs> so anyhow, so yeah, after John and John Air's little I'm proud of you moment, and uh-huh. Sonam's like, mm, nope, do you have what she says to John, John yes. Air about a responsibility to the people who love him? Yeah. Because clearly she wasn't just talking to John Air. Right. So she kind of lectures him a little bit lovingly. Yeah. She's like, you can't do this. You can't just leave whenever you want. I mean, you'll grow up and you'll know yourself and you'll be with the people that you love. Mm-hmm. Then you can go anywhere you want. I mean, you can travel the world if you want to. Mm-hmm. But first, you have to take responsibility. And he's like, okay. And she says, or you will become a man who runs away for the rest of his life. Yep. You can, or you can be a man that even the ones you value the most don't trust. A man who's – oh, this is what this John says. John says after John, she makes that quip about yes, cause she's running like, away. She's like, or you'll become a man who runs away the rest of his life. And then John says, or you can be a man that even the ones who value you the most don't trust. A man who's taken as a liar. Yeah. And um, John Eyre asks John, like, mm-hmm. okay, well, what do you think? Do you think I should go back? Mm-hmm. And John gives him his necklace – and he says, carry it with you all the time. And when the time comes, the sea will call for you. Yes. Like, don't worry about it now. Mm-hmm. When the time comes, the sea will call for you. Um, and then there was one other thing. Oh, because as they're leaving, mm-hmm. John Air pulls, John, pulls aside. John aside. And he's like, I need you need to take care of Sanem because she's scared. And 
John's like, okay, well, what what is she afraid of? And he's like, well, she told us that she's afraid of loneliness yeah. and you need to take care of her. And I loved that so much. Yeah. I loved it because it's like this kid obviously cares about her. Yeah. And then it gives John even more insight to mm-hmm. her struggles over the last year and yeah. what she's feeling. So I loved that. But they return him to his mom. Yep. Which, <laughs> okay, so they made it to some part of a walkable road to return him to his mom. Right. But then it's determined that they can't make it to wherever they need to go. Well, did you catch maybe the subs were yeah, weird? Maybe it wasn't. Because what happened is John's like, okay, let's take the road back. It's gonna get dark soon. Oh, okay. Um it'll take longer, but this is probably the safer route mm-hmm. because there was talk of bears in the forest. Okay. Um but Sanem is feeling stubborn and oh. she's like, you can take back take whatever way you want back. I'm going back through the forest. So of course he's not going to let her just walk through the forest yes. alone. So he follows okay. after her to make sure that she is safe. Got it. So, that's what happens. So okay. he follows along after her and then Okay, so that's okay. That's why it. he's like creeping behind her. Yes. What? Why he's trying not to be seen. Right, because she's traveling back, quote, alone. Exactly. She's like, I'll find my way by myself. Right. You take whatever road you want to take. Okay. Yeah. So, um, then, oh, yeah, because I wrote Snarky Sonem is back, decides to travel back solo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, he follows closely because she's Sonem and is going to get lost. Uh, yep. <laughs> but then, because he's. Not following too far behind, she hears noises yeah. and thinks that the bear has found her. Yeah. And she winds up knocking him out. Yeah. But not really, because he's faking. <laughs> I mean, I wonder if he was a little bit knocked out at first. But then was But like, then after she checks on him, uh-huh. he, he kind of lifts his head up and opens his eyes uh-huh. and he smiles and, and then, then he, he puts his head, puts back, his head down. back down. And she's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, because she like touches his head and realizes she actually drew blood. Yeah. So from she's her panicking. So she's panicking. So she's like sitting down and she has his head in her lap and that's she's cradling his head. Yes. And that's when he finally opens his eyes. And I put smart man. <laughs> and she's all, are you okay? And he's all, I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> and so he she's sure like, is. So she's like, okay, well, we need to get somewhere safer. Um, I can carry you. And she's like, lean on me and I'll help you walk. Like, <laughs> she's just, oh my gosh, she's just panicking because she's like, oh crap, I just injured him. So I wrote, oh no, now they have to stay in the forest. Oh, darn. Um, because, oh, shucks. You know, he can't, he's got a head injury. It's getting dark. Like, they yep. can't just keep wandering. Yep. So, bummer. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, I don't know, something There's like a little meditation. Yes. thing between back on Bo- the farm Bo- right? and Duran. Okay. no they're still in the forest oh okay okay yeah and she's like i haven't even meditated today mm-hmm. and she decides to go over and meditate and he sits next to her and is like staring at her uh-huh. and then she's all she's all forget it because of that savage energy of yours my aura is ruined <laughs> savage energy i love it uh, this is a great way to describe certain men. Uh-huh. Just your savage, savage energy. energy. <laughs> John has savage energy he, too. Yes, he does. <laughs> so, so that was a little flash. <laughs> yes, over okay. to them. Because all I wrote is I shipped them so much. So I was like, I don't oh, remember man. exactly what happened. We had some really cute Duran and Baloo moments did. this episode. So John's head needs rest because 
it's still kind of bleeding. So Nem's <laughs> holding this bandage thing up to him. So she's like, I can't yeah. leave you alone. Let's just rest here. Well, and she's like, John, your head is swelling. We need to get you to, you need to go to a hospital. And, and I put John nods in smitten. <laughs> he just kind of like staring. Okay. He's giving her the glazed uh-huh. puppy look. And he just nods like, okay. <laughs> and then she offers to share an apple with him. Yeah. Because they had, she'd at least packed a snack. So, I think he packed it. Oh, I don't he even packed think it. she okay. did it. It was in his backpack. Oh, you're right. Because he was like, we should bring food in case we find him. Like, so he has snacks if he's weak. You're right. When they found yeah. dinner. So, yeah. So she slices the apple up and they're sharing it. And she's, yeah. it's all this nervous energy. So she's like, an apple's good to regulate your blood sugar. Like all this stuff, which I don't even know if that's true. Because it's full it of is, sugar. it's all sugar. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. So anyhow. Uh, there's just these funny moments the, between them yes, it's just goofy and yeah they, and then she's like okay here hold having him hold the bandage right and he like leans back and it's just yeah it's really funny they're just adorable i guys. love the whole dynamic yeah so a fire is built yes um and because it's too dark too dark to go back now right we have more little looks exchanged. Yeah. And I said, of course, John managed to build a shelter even with a head injury. I know. Because he's John. Yep. And I said, poor baby, because the fire's burning. And so he has book burning flashbacks where he's trying to pull it out of the fire. Yes. And then Sanem's having a flashback to the hospital farewell where he basically yes. is like, you don't believe me? See ya. Yeah. I'm out of here. Yep. And um then john asks john asks her why is the book named the phoenix yes why did you name the book after the phoenix do you have that yeah okay she says don't you know the story um and he says can you explain it to me if it's not a problem for you Mm. and she says the phoenix which lives in mount cuff is the greatest bird ever Hmm. it knows everything but for years it hadn't been seen the birds had lost their hope and one day, one of the phoenix, one of the phoenix's feathers was found. All the birds went to look for it on this mountain, but there were valleys along the way. Almost all the birds gave up and turned back at some point due to being hopeless or exhausted, and there were only about 30 birds left. And they understood that they, they are the phoenix and that this was their journey. It was reborn. Um, no matter that it was hurt, it just, it re- it restarted again. I think that's supposed to mean like it rose again. <laughs> yeah, like basically, even no matter how many times it burned, it, it started still kept over rising from every the ashes. time. Yes. And John starts to say, "Like you," and she says, "I don't understand. What do you want from me?" And, um, I don't know. Does does he say, "Don't break my heart," or does she say, "Don't break my she heart"? She says, "Don't she break says, my heart." What do you yeah. want from me? Don't break my heart. Please don't break. Please don't hurt me anymore. Was was my okay. translation? Please yeah. don't hurt anymore. Please stay away from me. Yeah. And he tells her, "I won't make you sad. If mm-hmm. you if this is what you wish, I will stay away from you." Yeah. But I want only one thing. I need you to believe that I didn't burn the notebook. Mm. It was one of the most beautiful and important things to you. Your life. Your memories. And she interrupts him and says, you're talking about a book you haven't even read. Like, basically saying, like, okay, you say you know how important it was to me, but you haven't even read it. And then she just says, I need to sleep. Good night. And she yeah. cuts it off. Yep. And, and she walks over to, to the a tree. tree that's, like, ten feet away from the fire <laughs> yeah. and props herself and up and falls asleep. <laughs> falls asleep leaning against the tree. And... um. 
I love it because she's asleep. Yeah. Do we want to do this uh-huh. and then we'll get back to the other stuff? Yes. Okay. So she is, for all intents and purposes, a, a while has passed and yeah. she's asleep. And John ends up coming over to the tree and he, he like, kind of props himself up. And he puts a blanket over yeah, her. Yeah, because and... she's away from the fire. Mm-hmm. So he puts a, a blanket or his jacket his or jacket. something. Mm-hmm. He like tucks her in. And he sits down and he starts to quote from the book. Yeah. And he says, after the Valley of Belief, the birds traveled to the Valley of Confrontation. Mm. They were going to face their deepest troubles here. A pain much greater than every possible physical pain. The pain of the heart. Mm. The ones who couldn't go deeper in their hearts were bound to stay or perish and disappear in the valley. Some were there to see some oh, some were to see their loneliness in the depth of their hearts. Some saw the injustice they had done. Some would see the thousands of sentences they just couldn't say, sentences that turned into stones there. Mm. The birds who could pass the valley felt so much pain, but it was worth it all. Knowing yourself, confronting yourself, and keeping up with your life, knowing what you value the most. And then he, there's just kind of a pause, mm-hmm. and he looks at her and he says, I haven't finished your book because I'm reading every single page a thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> and then, lo and behold, she was awake. She was awake, and she's happy and getting kind of. Uh, she's kind of tearing up you can right. tell and then she has to just kind of act like she's asleep again because right. he doesn't know that she heard all that exactly but yeah. I mean yeah what a huge thing it's not that he hasn't finished the book because he doesn't care he cares so much he wants to literally absorb every single word and he's memorized and memorizing it and he doesn't yeah. have a photographic memory no, so he doesn't yeah I love that yep. so much because he kept telling he's told several people he's told Aziz mm-hmm. and Emre now that he's reading it slowly because they're like have you read her book have yeah. you read her book and he's like, I'm reading it slowly. I want, I want to take my time. Yeah. And now we find out why. Yes. So. So in the midst of all of this, um, Yeet shows up at the farm. Yeah, Yeet property, the creep right? keeps I calling. I creepy idiot. <laughs> yeah. Because he called Sun M. 32 yeah. times. And even Denise is like, okay, I think that's enough. Yeah. Like, um, Yeet, I saw, because Sonam left her phone. Yeah. So Denise is like, I saw you called 32 times. Yeah. Like, even Denise, who seems to like, like Yeet. Yep. Because she doesn't know any better. Yep. Is even like, hmm, my little spidey senses are tingling and Yeah. That's She's weird. like, I think that's plenty of times for you to be calling her. Yeah. She left quickly for somewhere and forgot her phone. Right. That's why she's not answering. Right. Stop calling. <laughs> well, it's like he knows they were out searching. So he does. I know. Because he was told he couldn't come. I love yeah. it because when Aziz comes out, he's like, oh, if you're worried about Sanem, don't be. She's with John. Yeah. I love it. We love Aziz. <laughs> and then they have a whole kind of recap of, oh, they found him because Blute right. and, and Duran come over mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, they found him. I got a text message. And they're all talking about it. And <laughs> Aziz and Mirvan, <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, they, John and Son, because Yeet's like, well, where are they? Right, why, aren't why aren't they, they back? back? And he's like, she's like, oh, they, they must have gotten just stuck in the forest or something. But it's okay. They'll be back tomorrow or maybe some other time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, man. And then uh, I have mixed feelings about this next part because, again, like, 
with the information that he has. Right. I understand why Balut's doing this. Yes. Because he's a good guy. Yep. And he's basically like, listen, man, you need to man up and just tell Sonam how you're feeling. Right. You clearly, clearly have feelings for her. And clearly you're not happy about John being here. Right. So why don't you just talk to her? Right. And if it were a situation like that, and if you didn't know anything about this yeah. guy yeet and you're because he tells him he's like he's like you're you're like an angel like well, you haven't done anything wrong why right. wouldn't you tell her right and it's like well because you don't have all the information right Balut. all he knows is that he's been there for her the last year while john yeah, was gone they've helped each other right. all of that everything that everybody yes. is assuming about their relationship right so That's i hate it because we true. hate yeet and we know everything right but i can't be mad at baloo because with the information he has exactly he's honestly just being a good guy like yeah just he doesn't know any better open your mouth and have a conversation instead of being like just tell her how you feel and be honest yep yeah totally so anyhow um i yeah so um so they wake up the next they morning wake up the next morning and heads. john has been gazing at her mm-hmm. as she mm-hmm. sleeps and they're like okay i guess we should head back so yeah. they start to head back and then I said, oh, here it is. I said, the three stooges are arguing. Oh, that's, that's even better. Them. The three stooges. <laughs> I said, the three stooges are arguing. Mevkabe comes looking, calls looking for Sonem. And of course, Yidiot shows right back up again because of course he does. Yeah. And he's like, where are they already? Yeah. And Denise is like, um, like, read the room, bro. We're trying to keep her mother calm. Yeah. So then they kind of mull over it and at least keep Mevkabe at bay. Yeah. Like, oh, she's she's she's, in her cream station. Yeah, she's making her creams and mixing her stuff. Yeah. So then we have, as they're walking back to the farm, John flashes back to volume three. Yes. After Sun M, quote, takes a wrong turn into the forest. When she's sabotaging for M, right? When she's so sabotaging. And Sonam also flashes back to that same episode, yep. but when she's picking the wildflowers and he's like helping her and yeah. asking her about it. Yep. I love it. Way those are back both, to the beginning. Yes. They're both um, very lovely scenes. They're yeah. not like sad ones. I like too that j- that Sonam is trying to keep a straight face uh-huh. as she's like thinking of as she's thinking those of moments. It. I yeah. love it. And they're still, so they're silently strolling. They're kind of stealing glances back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um. So it feels like, yeah, again, we've taken another step in the right direction. Yes, definitely. Um, and then I said. So finally, oh, Humanoid oh. ends up at the Humanoid, neighbor's house, which I'm like, okay, this is the next day. Yep. Was she just in a cab going somewhere <laughs> yeah. random the day All before? Uh-huh. Or because there seemed to be a connection that she was going right, there she right was, like, then. headed there right then. Yeah, but yeah. the timeline is funky yeah, with this, the editing. This could be an editing issue. So, uh-huh. Anyway. She finally ends up at the neighbor's house yes. and the guy's like, oh, we don't have, I don't know if, you know, there's a camera facing over there, but I'll call the security company and I'll find out, find out for you tonight. Give me your number and then I'll call you. So, so we're another step closer to finding out whether or not, well, I mean, we know there's not security, but we're another step closer to Huma finding that out now. Right, right. I was still holding out hope at that point. That it would be like shock of shocks, like there actually was. There actually was. Yeah, like, they call and then wind up like calling John for real, like, "Hey, Ugh. I know you owned this hut, and we just discovered there was security footage. If you're interested, I totally was hoping that, that. would have been very satisfying. Yes, because you're expecting that would have been a nice left turn. Yes. for for that to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, agree. Hmm. I I held out hope for that. So, anyhow, yeah. So she's a step closer. Um, yeah. What else? Um, so they're doing like Fikri Harika stuff. Um, oh, and JJ 
asks Duran to threaten to fire him because he works better under pressure. Yes. He's like, you're the boss now. Like, I can't. And he's like, I know, but it just, it makes me work better when I think I'm about to be fired. Yeah. And then they head off to the hardware store and as they pass Yeet, him and Muzo totally uh-huh. troll him. Yes. <laughs> I think it's Muzo one of them asks, oh, Yeet, are you reading? And the other one goes, oh, when did you learn how to do that? <laughs> <laughs> and they like high five each other I and they're just laughing. It. I love it. <laughs> so then they're back. Yes. They're- John M arrives back safely. <laughs> yeah. And then JJ's like, oh, John, son M. And he turns around to yell at Yeet, John, son M. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> so good. Um and yeah so so they're like gonna go back to work yeah duran kind of gonna shower yeah and get ready and then they're gonna do their yeah duran has like stuff she needs them to take care of basically so it winds up just being john and yeet outside yes and john pulls out the disc to finally watch it yep and hopefully coax a confession yep because of course he's sweating bullets yeah and um so yeah, but then Duran, I think, sent Sanem out to, like, pick photos out with John or something, yes. right? Okay. Yeah, so she's like, I need you guys to pick these. I need you to go over these pictures. Right, and pick um, the one you want for. Yes, this is when we have the hand touch. Oh, I posted a picture of it on Twitter last night because I was like, only those two yeah. could make me feel all kinds of things when the only thing in the frame is their hands and a piece of paper yep. or a photograph. Um. Because, yeah, like, they're going over and he's like, well, what is it? The Disney music playing and um, Yeet spying from around the corner. And yeah. John's like, well, what do you want to convey from your photo? Like, because right. she's like, well, which one do you think? And he's like, well, which one do you think? And yeah. she's like, well, I don't know. And he's like, well, what do you want to convey? And she's like, I want to convey that I'm a writer, that, yeah. you know, that I'm passionate about that. And so they both reach for the same photo mm-hmm. at the same time. Like, I think this one conveys that the best. And their fingers graze in touch for far longer than needed to pass a photo to one another and um it's just yeah i put finger grazing breathiest moment yes intense eyes nervous there's like nerves and yes it's very intense and very like hold your breath yeah and son m can't handle it she's like (gasps) so she finds a reason to like stalk off into the kitchen like i gotta go she takes the pictures and she bolts it's too much for her so she gets skittish. She takes off. We pan back over real quick. I is it Huma again? Because I wrote. Yeah, she's whining I about wrote, Mirabon again. Okay, because I wrote Huma. Call the ambulance. That's yeah. all I wrote. <laughs> yeah, um, she's complaining again. Nobody okay. cares. Okay. So back at the farm, the three Stooges come back yes. and they Muzo frames their first payment yes. that they've ever gotten as Fikri Harika two mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and. Sanem, yeah, Sanem is heading inside and Denise follows her and they have a whole conversation because Sanem's like, I can't do this. Yeah. And she starts talking about like, she's still afraid I haven't of had anything. She what? She's still afraid. Yeah. And, and there's a whole thing. She keeps talking about, I haven't had any pictures for a year and now suddenly I have all of these pictures. Right. But I think she's just freaking out about yeah. the situation. Well, and she's, I think she meant to like, I... She, I don't know if she's even wanted any spotlight. I mean, she's gone to these readings, but I kind of took it as like she hasn't even wanted her photo taken mm, in over a year. So she, okay. you know, because of everything she's been through, like, right, she hasn't wanted any. Who would want to really remember that, right? Um, and so then it's like now all of a sudden though, I have all these 
great pictures because of yes. course John took them and he's extremely talented and right. you know, he has an eye for her that nobody else does. And so it's like right. now I have this slew of amazing pictures yeah and who the photographer is is just too much and i don't know and he's still gonna leave again so i'm feeling all these things but i know he's leaving his he's only gonna be here temporarily and i love it because denise is like well maybe you should talk to him yep you need to tell him Mm -hmm. yep you need to tell him that you're feeling this way yeah like maybe he's not gonna leave who knows but you're not saying anything about it yeah so I was kind of glad for that because I, yes. you know, she's been so back and, and forth. We don't really, ha- haven't really known where Denise stands. Well, and, but she has consistently been the one who has told Sunem, talk face your to fears him, and talk, talk to him. him, face your fears, tell him everything that's on your mind, yeah. talk to him, talk to him. Yeah. And I think that's the best advice that she's gotten so far. You know, I was really skeptical of Denise the mm-hmm. first time that I was watching these episodes. Me too. Especially because I didn't have the full context of the subs for quite a few of right. them. Um, but this time around, I'm like, she actually has really good advice for yeah, some M. She does. Yeah. Yeah. Communicate. <laughs> yes, exactly. So so finally John's final gonna have scene. his moment yep <laughs> did you get screenshots of their conversation uh I don't think I did okay um because I took screenshots because I love it because yeah you know Yeet's nervous and John's basically like um okay like I'm about to, do you want to talk to me about anything like as he's holding the hard hard disk yeah and Yeet. Well, because Yeet comes up and John's like, I was waiting for you. Uh-huh. And he taps the hard, dr- uh-huh. the hard drive on his, on his sho- shoulder. On Yeet's shoulder, yep. <laughs> and so I'm like sitting here thinking, the nerve of this dude. Because what does Yeet say? Go wherever you, go back to wherever you came from. As if he even has any leg to stand on. <laughs> Not even his <laughs> fake bad one. <laughs> I did not do he that on purpose. He has two legs. He has, to stand he has two on. legs to stand on physically, but none <laughs> metaphorically in this situation. So, because I'm like, so you're, where do you get off even trying to tell him? He has everything to hold over you. I know. And John's like, uh, why would I do that? Yeah. And he says, oh, because you're scared of what you've created over this last year yep. that it's all going to be ruined. And um, he says, no, but Sanem helped me a lot. And I helped her too. Sanem needs me. Oh, brother. And John tells Keep him. Keep telling yourself that. And John says, Creepo. Sanem doesn't need anyone. Yes. That Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I felt like this was a very recent moment. Yes. I was like, oh, man. This is totally oh, a recent man. favorite moment. I was, I was immediately uh-huh. like, like, you are no one's subject. That's I was like, like yes. oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. <gasps> He says, Sun M doesn't Sun M need anyone. Doesn't need anyone. And he says, Sun M is very important to me. Oh, man. And, um, and I'm sorry, Yeet says that. But Sun M is very important to me. And John says, oh, she's so important to you. So important to you that you can't even admit that you're in love with her, right? Hmm. And he says, and since you are in love with her, why would you even burn the notebook and blame me for that? And he goes, I know, because you knew that Sanem has a photographic memory and that she would write that book again from scratch. Yep. And Yeet says, I know you are angry with me and I understand. And John interrupts him and says, oh, don't worry. I'm not the John from before. I'm not angry at anything that's not worth it. Yeah. And he says, John, please. Sanem would never forgive me. 
as if John's worried about Son M forgiving yeah, give him. Give me a break, dude. And I love how calm John is uh-huh. during this whole conversation too. He's like, "Hey, I'm not the John from back then. I'm not going to get upset about anything that's not worth me getting upset yeah, about." Absolutely, like you're not even worth this. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, "Son M would never forgive me." And John says, "You don't even have the courage to say it out loud because you are not a man." And he I says, "But don't worry, I can." Yeah. And then he says, John, please, no, John. Okay, okay. Damn it. Okay. I will confess everything to Son M. And then Son M walks out and says, what will you confess to me, Yeet? Yep. And then. That's the end of the episode. That is the end of the episode. After some slow-mo panning. Yes. <laughs> and intense staring face. from face to face. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. so it I would seem that we're about to get a confession right now. Yep. I mean. Because he essentially did. I mean. When John basically flat out said, you burned it because you knew she'd be able to write from memory, he doesn't deny it. He doesn't. Anymore. He doesn't flat out say, yes, I did it. But he's like, but he's like, she'll never forgive me. So yeah. John got the confession out of him to him. At yes. Least. Like John now at least at knows least for sure. At least indirectly. Right. Yeah. At least John has the peace of mind that, yeah, he hasn't been able to convince on him yet. But now right. it's not just he knows in the, his heart of hearts that he did it. He actually knows that yeah. he did it. Yep. Ugh. So... so. That's good, at least. That's, um, yeah. It's something. Yeah. So for our question of the week, again, if you missed it, mm-hmm. um, tell us what John Bay hairstyle is your fave. Yes. Which John Bay hair yes. team are you on? Are you John Bay man bun? Are you John Bay half up, half down? Oh, yeah. So are you That's like John Bay in the early one. episodes, John Bay in the middle episodes, or John Bay in the 40s with his just crazy, unkempt lion wild man hair yes hair yeah (laughs) so other than that um yeah i don't think i have anything else i think that's it you guys know where to find us all over social at dizzy for dizzy on twitter facebook and instagram shoot us an email if you just want to chat with us dizzy for dizzy podcast at gmail.com and we'll be back next week with volume 43 so until then guys post your call